Okay, Parshas Yisro, Tavshin Ein Ches, as we get into Kabbalah Satorah, the first of two Parshios of Kabbalah Satorah. We know the end of Mishpatim also as well. Scheduling note, there won't be a shear, a new shear next, uh, next week. I'm just going to be traveling. There's not one night that I, uh, have open. Uh, but Bad Hashem, there's, uh, much, uh, nine years worth on, uh, on, uh, Mishpatim. It does not get old or stale. And, uh, Hashem, feel free to listen, Bad Hashem, and then we'll pick up with Truma, uh, back in, uh, in Eretz Yisrael. Okay, as uh, we start off with the beginning of the parsha, Perak Yudches Pasik Aleph. Vayishma Yisro Kohen Midyan Chosei Moshe. Yisro, the chief of Midyan, the chief Kohen of Midyan, Moshe's father-in-law, heard. Eis Kol Asher Asol Akim Moshe Uli Yisrael Amo. Everything that Hashem did for Moshe and for <coughs> Yisrael his nation, Kiotzi Hashem Es Yisrael Mitzrayim. That Hashem took them out. Rashi already quotes the Gemara Maseches Zvachim. At least some of the Gemara. What exactly did Yisro did Yisro hear? But question number one asked Rabbi Yosef Nechemia Kornitzer is Kvar Diktaku Rabim Madua Pasach Belashon Eis Asher Asa Elokim Dahainu Din. First, it starts off with Midas Hadin Elokim. Everything Elokim did for Moshe, and then later on, a couple of words later, Kihotzi Hashem Es Yisrael Mitzrayim. Right? We start. We go to Yudke Vavke. We go. We go to Rachamim. So which is it? Did he hear about Din? Did he hear about Rachamim? Question number one. Question number two are the opinions that Rashi quotes. Rashi quotes, Vayishma Yisro, Mashmu Hashama So what did he hear? Right? What was it that inspired him to come join Am Yisrael? Says that Rashi, Kriyas Yamsuf, Umelchemes Amalek. Those two events. Kriyas Yamsuf and Amalek, right? A lot is not on this list, but those are the two events that he heard, right? Machlokas, whether Yisro took place before Maimon Arsini, after Maimon Arsini. But either way, these two are mentioned. Kriyas Yamsuf and Melchemes Amalek. As Rabbi Yosef Nechemia, does Rashi know about these events from the Pasuk at all? Did Chazal get it from the Pasuk? Or these are just events that happened earlier in history. This is what happened at the end of Parshat B'Shalach, right? We have Melchavah Samalek, and right before that, we have Kriyas Yamsov. So it makes sense based on the juxtaposition, based on the, the Parshios in the Torah. But is there any other remez? Od Yeshla Daktek, line 5. Lefid Devei Rashi Zal. Mashmu Hashama Uba, Kriyas Yamsov, Melchavah Samalek. Holachora Einze Mashmu Bavasuk. Right, it doesn't say that in the Pasuk. He heard everything that Hashem did to Moshe and to Yisrael. Does that mean winning the war? Maybe. But is there anything deeper? So let me explain, says of Yosef Nechemiah. At Kriyas Yamsuf, it wasn't a simple Yeshua salvation, clear cut, we were going to be saved. Really, there was a, there was a din, there was a discussion about it, so to speak, in Shamayim. Like we know the Medrash. What's the difference between these Egyptians and these Jews? They both worship. So they both worship. Right? We were on the 49th level of Tuma. So we were both Shakua. Okay, maybe we had our names and we had our language and a couple of other things that we had. But... Right? How could, there wasn't such differentiation. Hashem had to give us bris and Karban Pesach just to make a little difference. But the Midrashim talk about how the Malachim were bothered. And the Sarashoyam. Also, we know by Amalek, right? But Israel left Rafidim. They left being roughly Yadayim, as we spoke about last week, from, uh, in their Emunah. And in a second, the Moshe's hands went down, Amalek started winning. So there was din at these moments, right? We were, we were, uh, 
our lives, our our history, and our destiny were held in uh in uh were were up 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 not sure what was going to be. And based on this, says of Yosef Nechemia, now I understand. The Yisro Shama as Kol Asher Elokim. It starts off. He thinks Dafka these two events because these are the two events where we had Midas Hadin. We have just Din. We maybe we shouldn't have made it. Maybe we didn't deserve such a miracle. Pirish Midas Hadin Umeduyak. That's why Dafka Rashi picks those two. Kriyas Yamsov and Machamas Amolik because those are the two of Elokim Asher Elokim Lemoshe. But after Shama Yisro is Kol Asher Elokim. Hevin, he realized, Kihotzi Hashem Yudke He realized this is a God of Rachamim. B'nai Yisrael were in a situation of din, but the fact that they made it out unscathed and in such a way, Yisrael realized, Kihotzi Yudke Vavke, Es Yisrael Mimitzrayim. Shashem Yisrael Gavar Rachamav Aleinu Lozianu Mimitzrayim. He took us out of Mitzrayim. And that's what Yisrael says beautifully. A few seconds later. What does he say? Ataya Dati, Kigadol Yudke Vavke, Mikal I realize Midas Harachamim overturns and beats Midas Hadin. A deeper understanding of that phrase. Yisro hears that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves Am Yisrael. And he has a special relationship with Am Yisrael. And that's what unique and that's what motivates him to come to join Am Yisrael. Right, that's that's the uh, deeper understanding of the events that he hears about, not just the miraculous and the amazing. Right? Why doesn't Rashi call Makas Bacharos or all the all the other Makos or the Mon or the Be'er, all the miracles? What is it about these two? Because these two, it might not have worked out, but it did, and that means that Elokim gave in to Yudke Vavke, and that is how that is how we live, and that's how we that's how we survive. Okay, moving right along. We continue, we have the whole meeting. Yisro gives his advice, and Moshe says, you know, good idea. We have to hear Nobel Tivol. Um, in that advice, Yisro says in Pasukutes, Atashma Bakoli Iatzcha, listen to my voice, I will give you an Eitza. Vihi Elokim Imach, Heye Atala Mulho Elokim, Vehevet, or Mulho Elohim, Vehevet Atas Advarim Elo Elohim. Vihisarta, right? They will bring towards the to the judges. Vihisarta eshem, eshachukim eshatoros. You'll teach them. You'll warn them. You'll prep them. All the laws, the chukim and the toros. Toros, plural. Torah shavach sapter shaval pe. Vahodato lahem eshaderech yelchuba, and you will make known to them the derech that they shall go in. Veshamase asher yasun and the ma'isa that they shall do. So the Gemara tells us in Mesechas Baba Kama, Baba the Gemara tells us that this Pasuk is alluding to something. You're supposed to teach them, Moshe, the Derech and the Maisa. What's the Derech and the Maisa? So the Ksava Kabbalah quotes the Gemara right at the beginning. Asher Yasun, Zulafnim Ishurus Hadin. Not only Din, he teaches him, but even going above the letter of the law. Lifnim Ishurus Hadin. Ask the Ksava Kabbalah, I have a question on one letter. The Pasuk could have left out the last letter of the Pasuk and could have, we could have understood it perfectly. Could have understood it perfectly. That they will do. What, what's Ya'asun? What's the Nun? Asks Rav Mecklenburg in source number two. So he has background and we get to the Nun at the end of his Yesod. Says the Ksava Kabbalah. 
Lo Havinim, we've already p- mentioned in past years, an unbelievable Ksava Kabbalah on next week's Parsha about Maimed Harsinai. We're not going to have just uh, to refresh our memories. Right at the end, where Hashem is compared in the second to last Pasuk in Mishpatim, Hashem is like an Eish Ocheles, like a consuming fire from the mountain. Right, and the, we've mentioned in the past years the Ksava Kabbalah on uh, on that. So we were a little Yotze next week's uh, next week's discussion. But anyway, the Ksava Kabbalah on this week. Chazal seemed to darshan from that little letter Nun the concept of Lafnim Mishur Sadin. Asher Yaasun Lafnim Mishur Sadin. So what is it? How do they get that? Nearly. Key, Hatorah, and Ksama Kabbalah is classically known for focusing on the, the linguistic, uh, magic of the Torah, and the letters, and the psukim, and the verbs. That's his derech. Nirali ki Hatorah hi kamare muluteshes ubihira. Yireh bakal echad suraso. The Torah is a reflection. The Torah is a reflection of whatever a person puts into it. Ish hahamoni, yistakel bimitzvoseha, kvikok tetoa chalusha. Right, a low-level spiritual person will get out of mitzvos low-level power, low-level energy. And the stronger spiritual person will see deeper ideas in the mitzvah and get more out of it. This is actually very connected to the other Ksava Kabbalah that I just referred to. Right? Everybody gets out of mitzvos more or less. You could do the same exact mitzvah. I could shake the same lulav as the next person. But one person is getting on fire from that mitzvah, and one person is just doing it and going through the motions. And that's what the Pasuk means. What does that mean? To you and to the ger, to the stranger. It's exact. We do the same mitzvahs that Moshe did. There's no difference. Right? There's no difference in spiritual obligations. The, the highest clergy in our religion and the Pashat Yid, we have a, that's a, a uniqueness, so to speak, to our religion. There's no difference in Allah, depending on who you are, unless you're a Kohen. There's a whole group of people. But, but that's, that's, you're born into it. Right? It's not just the rabbinic figures. Lo levad im ha'ezrach b'Yisrael midalas ha'ma'aretz. Avol gam im ha'gera nilvel Hashem ha'ma'aretzos. Every Jew has the same ma'isa mitzvahs. Ki kol ha'kol shavim b'mitzvah ha'torah v'asaroseha. Ulam, but line nine. Hakatan shebahem yasa mitzvah kipshuta vudin Torah. The one who is lower on the spiritual scale will do the mitzvah, get it over with, done. Let me move on to something else. Amnam hagadol kifi gadlo. Ki yoser sheyakiris baro. I recognize who's behind the mitzvah. There's a mitzvah behind the mitzvah. Umisbonein bidrachav. Ubemaasav al piatorah. And I think about it and I try to appreciate it. And I, and I, and I study it. That's doing something for his soul. I make the mitzvah part of me. I don't just do it, but as the Sefer HaChinuch always says, We're influenced by what we do. I don't want to know what I have to do. I want to know what the best thing to do is. I want to know how to get the most out of the mitzvah. Not what I could get away with, but 
how could I give it my all? Aval yischased ba'atzmo lahatik nafsho malamala yarbe ba'vodes Hashem v'yasim itzvos b'derech yashar v'aflaga gedola and I'm a doctor. I go above and beyond. I don't just do what I have to do. Fifteen. V'yoser shu mufla b'chagav v'tzvuna lotes tabeg nafsho l'amor l'shuras adin. Aval ya'ametz atzmo le'ahoves ha'meisharim l'leches b'darki and Hashem anshe chesed. I try to figure out what God would want me to do, how He would want me to do the mitzvah, or the hider mitzvah, as we learned in last week's parsha. Zekeli v'yanvehu, right? Esnoel ofana b'mitzvos. I'll I'll make it beautiful, right? Hider mitzvah. Every mitzvah is hider mitzvah. You can give a shear in a beautiful way in hider mitzvah. Besides just the chefsus shell mitzvah. And he continues a couple lines later, Kishlemus nafshosam asaroshim gadobahem achanasalem bekinyin gomer. Right, becomes part of us. Becomes part of us. So what does this all have to do with us? So, to give an example before we see what he says. We could say somebody learns Torah. Adam lomei Torah. But if somebody learning is part of him, we call him a lamdan, with a nun at the end. It becomes part of his essence. He's not just doing it, he is it. Right? What does David Melech say in Tehillim? Ani tefillah. I am. That's what. I, that's who I am. Not just what I do. Says the Ksava Kabbalah. Moshe Rabbeinu was supposed to tell them. Es haderech and the Maisa Asher Yasun. What's Yasun? Yasun. That noon is that it's part of them. If it's part of you, it must be that it's Lefnim Meshur Sadin. So going above and beyond. That's how Chazal understood it. Because Yasun. That the Yaaseh becomes part of who they are. Line 23. The nuns that appear at the end of actions. They are descriptive. They are describing the essence. It's reflecting on the person doing it. And it's only with somebody who makes it part of who they are, going above and beyond, not just getting it done. He becomes second nature. And then he ends off. Open up your eyes and see. Right? The Chalak Kabbalah throughout his commentary, right? 1800s. He was strongly in public trying to show how Chazal, the in, in infinite Wisdom of the Torah and the divine authorship of the Torah at a time when, right, uh, from the, in the 1800s when the reform movement is, uh, is getting stronger, trying to show that the Torah is obsolete and we could change and this and that. He takes every letter in the Torah and, and teaches, tile tilim shall, uh, shall, shall messages and agada and halacha, and that's what we get out of this ksavakaba. Okay. Okay, we're getting closer and closer to Maimed Harsinai and Perak Yutes. The third month, Chodesh Sivan, threes are special. What happens? They come to the Midbar. They come to Sinai again. Right? Arachayim Right? Talks about that. Why is it repeated? They encamp. As we know, Moshe goes up. Moshe goes up. What's the first message Hashem gives him? Hashem calls to Moshe. Read these a couple of psukim. 
before Maimon Harsinai, right? I need them to be a Mamachas Kohen and Kadosh. That's right here. But before that, what's the introductory phrase? Go tell Beis Yaakov and Tagei Lebnei Yisrael. Go tell Beis Yaakov and Tagei Lebnei Yisrael. So Rashi says it's the women and then the men in a Lushen, uh softer and a harder. But first, Rashi, Ko Tomar. So this you shall say. Says Rashi, Belashon Hazeh Ukeseder Hazeh. This Lashon, this order, say these words. Exactly, Moshe. Kolashon Hazeh Ukeseder Hazeh. And if you skip four psukim, va'atem tiyulim amlachas kohanim begay kadosh ele hadvarim asher tadaberel bnei Yisrael. These are the words that you should tell bnei Yisrael. Rashi again on pasuk vav ele hadvarim lo pachos v'lo yoter. Not less, not more. Rashi both in pasuk gimel and in pasuk vav emphasizes Hashem saying Moshe, this is what you say. Don't add, don't take away, don't change it. Say these exact words. What's the emphasis here? Why is Hashem being so emphatic? Right? Hashem never told this to Moshe earlier by all the other tzivuyim. Exactly this. Not more, not less. Pasuk Gimel, Pasuk Vav. So part of this thought we mentioned about 10 years ago, but um, it's something that uh, that we could review. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, Emes Liyakov, What's the emphasis of these two Rashis? Says Rabbi Yaakov, the Gemara tells us in Mesech Shabbos, as we know, B'nei Yisrael were at the foot of the mountain, they were under the mountain. Hashem held the mountain over their heads like a barrel. Why a barrel? Right, not for now. Ben Yehoyada there. But Tosas there asked the famous question, on the same daf in Shabbos, later on in the daf, we have drushas relating to the two words that we're going to say in next week's parsha, Nasev and Ishma, the end of Parsha Mishpatim. So ask Osus, was it Nasev and Ishma? Was it Kafalei Merkigigis? Which was it? Was it forced? Was it willing? So Tosfus gives an answer. The Tirtzu, Tosfus, he, Rabbi Yaakov quotes Tosfus' answer, line 11. Shemi yu chosrim keshiru eshakdola shiyasa nishmasan. Maybe they would be chosrbo. They maybe they accepted, but you know what? Maybe they'd be scared when they see all the fire and they're and they're going to die after the first two dibros. So Hashem forced it upon us too. Okay, many different answers to this question, but we're just going to see the one of Rabbi Yaakov in our parsha. Says Rabbi Yaakov, maybe we have to recognize that life and avodas Hashem is a balance of two somewhat opposite, but maybe also somewhat complementary mitzvos. Two of the mitzvahs tmidios. Two of the mitzvahs that apply every second of our life. Every second. There's only six of them, the Sefer HaChinuch points out. But two of them seem to go in opposite directions, but we are demanded to have both. And that, of course, is Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem. Says Rabbi Yaakov, the Mishnah tells us in Pirkei Avos, Perak Aleph, line 14, Do not serve Hashem. On condition to get a reward, Ella Shalom and Aslakawa Pras. And then the last four words of the Mishnah, Vihimora Shamayim Alechem. And you should have the awe of heaven upon you. And many Mafarshim on Pirkeyavos explain what is that connection between the first half and the second half of the Mishnah? Avas Hashem, don't do it for reward. Do it because you love me. And Vihimora Shamayim Alechem, Yiras Hashem. Vahainu, Ha'avodam Me'ava, Va'odam Yira. Kilifamim. Sometimes just love, I don't always feel it. 
any type of love. Not always, you know, not always in the zone. Not, not always focused and feel deeply about anything. Every second, you know, I, um, you know, whether it's a love of a spouse or a love of a child or a love of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the, the love is not constant in strength and intensity every single second. So if I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to act because there's no more love. So sometimes I need the Yira to make sure, even if you're not feeling the Ava, remember Yira. Sometimes I don't have, I'm not as much focused on Yirat Shemayim and Yirat Hashem, but that the Ava pulls me. And therefore, says Rabbi Yaakov, Nazem Nishma was Avas Hashem. But your acceptance can't just be based on Avas Hashem. It has to be parallel also. So I'm going to scare you too. I'm going to have you in awe as well. Kaf Alem HaKagigis. They didn't do it from Yira. And that's what the, the fire is there for. And that's what the mountain over their heads, that's Kafalem Harkagigis. Right? We had this in Dafyomi a couple weeks ago in the beginning of Mesechel of Odezara 2. Line 7 in the next column, Mashma. And that's why it's a balance of Ava and Yira. Number one. That's the parallel, the double Kabbalah that we have. Venire. But with this double Kabbalah, this is the moment that we accepted to be Avde Hashem. Right? Remember the Beis Halevi on this week's parsha. We became Avde Hashem in this week's parsha at this moment. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to emphasize to Moshe Rabbeinu one very important element. At this moment of Kabbalah, of Avas Hashem and Yeres Hashem. Then near the next paragraph. Shemitam zeh sidr HaKadosh Baruch Hu es dvarav el b'nei Yisrael v'tzivo shalol yifchaz lo Yosef. Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu not one word, not one letter, more or less. Why? Ki chashash pen yashpia Moshe alehem shikabu asatora mitokhezeh espalus. Moshe, maybe he had a little speech um, defect, or as we know, we don't know exactly what it was. Kfad peh, bikfad lashon. But he obviously had a way with with orat- his oratory skills. He he was the leader, right? Aaron didn't always speak, right? He he, he held people's attention. So Hashem wanted at this moment of Kabbalah for all generations. It can't be based on anything to how Moshe Rabbeinu says it. Right, you can have the same divar Torah, but if you hear one person say it, we're blown away. Another person say it, oh, it's okay, it's nice. You know, sometimes we can, we can, we hear it in a certain way. We're like, wow, that's pretty amazing. So Hashem didn't want Moshe to wow them with his oratory skills or the way that he says it. They have to be macabre because of it, not how it is presented. Everything in life. You go to a restaurant, right? Half of it is in the presentation. They give you the same food. But if it's not presented, Hashem didn't want that. I don't want it in the presentation. That's just like external. I want a deep hakara, a, a recognizing. It's also a test of Moshe Rabbeinu, how loyal he is to the exact words Right, Moshe is going to be the one that's going to record it and write the Torah down also later on. So really, any other leader, you know, I want to put a little of me into this. I want to express it in a certain way. But Moshe couldn't do that. For the integrity of the Kabbalah that B'nai Yisrael were doing at this moment, Ava and Yira, 
It has to be exactly what we say, Shechinah Madaberis Mitoch Grono. It has to be exactly from Hashem through Moshe as the conduit to Klai Yisrael. Hashem says, not one word. Not one word more, not one word less. Dafka and Maimon Harsinai. This is what has to be emphasized. Aval Iloasa Kane. If Moshe added on, Lohaya Roishatinasina Torah. Al Yado. Kikamadrashos on a Mosa Mitra Shalos. Every extra letter we add on. Viloya Moshe Mishana Dovarmaf Moshe would change. Ain Hekrach Shakach Nomar. Right? Maybe it's not for Moshe. And therefore, that's the emphasis. At this moment of ultimate Kabbalah of Ava and Yira, Moshe had to be exact in what he says. And then he even explains. Maybe this also helps us understand. Again, something that bothers the Rishonim already. And it bothers us too. It doesn't seem fair. Moshe dedicated his whole life, his whole life, to take him out. And he makes it that Hashem even shows him. But he doesn't get in. Doesn't get in. Why? Parshas Chukas, May Mariva. May Mariva hit the rock. Many different shots that we've spoken about in over the years about what exactly. But, but such, such a extreme onesh. Because of May Mariva, says Rabbi Yaakov, it had to happen for the integrity of the Torah. To emphasize, this was the only time Moshe ever said something or did something different than he was mitzvah. And if Hashem emphasizes this, that shows that the rest of the Torah is perfect. The rest of the Torah is exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu heard from Hashem, word for word, letter for letter. And that's the emphasis, Rahman al-Islan, for Moshe Rabbeinu. He couldn't fulfill his dream. But for the integrity of the Torah, that's what needed to happen. Skipping down. Avokan hera Moshe shulomakayim atzivi Hashem b'diyuk k'vish Moshe nemerlo elashem Moshe v'umashu mishalatzmo. V'chet ozeh ma'amed is kol mesir z'atorah b'sakana. This chet. Sh'yachshav amino social Moshe mutelas b'safek. He added on. Maybe he added on other mitzvos. Maybe the Torah is not exactly from Hashem. V'lochein hochrach ha'kadosh baruchu la'onsho b'tzura koach hamur of an okeves. So chamur. So everybody knows this is it. And he's punished for it, and that's why what happened, happened. Okay. So now we are up to a number of fascinating suggestions about the event itself. Maimon Harsinai. Right? Somebody that we remember every single day. One of the Zahiros. Right, the Ramban says it's a mitzvah every day to say mitzvah daraisa every day to say berachas Torah, right? To remember, to thank Hashem for this unbelievable gift that He's given us to be able to study and learn and live to a higher standard. So, a couple of thoughts relating to the essence of that event, hopefully, maybe to give us appreciation, give us an appreciation um, in that regard. So, it's really three ideas, three ideas about the event itself, a couple of sources into each idea, and then we'll end off after that talking about one or two of the Asaras Adibris. First one is based on a halacha question. And that gives us an insight into the event itself. Asks the Maharal Prague In the Gur Aryeh in Parsha's Vayigash. Not in this week's Parsha, in Vayigash. Ask the Gur Aryeh. We know there is a principle called Ger Shen Izgayer Kikatan Shenola Dami. Someone who converts is like a child that had just been born, meaning he's not related to his prior family. Right? If, so, if there's a family of non-Jews, they are related to each other. Right? They are. There's an Isra of Gilearias with Krovim. 
But when a person converts, so then Gershon is Gagon Shinoladami, the Gemara does not give a source for that. The Gemara just says it. The read the uh, Mefarshim, the Achronim, suggests sources for that. But that's the principle as we know. Ask the Maharal. We know all these Chazals that B'nai Yisrael were upset after Maimon Arsinai, Bokhal Mishpachosav, they were upset because they couldn't stay married and they were upset. They have all these new rules of Arayos. Ask the Maharal. Gershon is Gagon they weren't related to each other anymore. Right? The source for Gerus is Maimon Arsinai. Right? So how, nobody was related to anybody, so what's the, what's the problem? Why do we have certain Chazals that say that they were limited now? Right? They're not related to each other. They're all separate converts. Right? A brother and a sister that converted, not related to each other. Uh, halachically. Why not? Why is this Gerus, which is the source of all Gerus, different than other Gerus? So we have one answer from the Maharal, as explained by two Achronim, and then we'll have an answer of Rabbi Yosef Engel. So first, the answer of the Maharal. Source five. Why not? By someone who has the choice of converting, he's coming out of his own volition, right? He's choosing. So then he's a new birya. He's a new being. Avo Yisrael, she yatsam imitzrayim. B'nei Yisrael that came out. Kiva, shayu mechuyavim l'kabelas ha-Torah. Hayu mechrochim l'zeh. Ein zeh kakatan shenolad. They were forced. And therefore it's not kakatan shenolad. That's the maharal. What does the maharal mean? Answer Yosef Engel on the maharal. Skipping to source seven for a second. I don't understand. So what if the mechanism is different? The result is the same. Right? Whether somebody is forced to become a Jew, so to speak, like we were, or they do it willingly, that's a difference in the process. That shouldn't be a difference in the result, asks Rabbi Yosef Engel, quoted here in the Tiferes Yosef, uh, source number seven. Right? Rachok lichora, he says on line three. What's the difference about the process? The result is the same. So he's going to give a different answer, but we'll get back to his answer soon. Let's go back, though, first to the Maharal's answer. So why should it make a difference if we could try to defend the Maharal? So if Hardman in the footnotes there in source number six quotes from the Klechemd and the Pachad Yitzchak, two explanations of the Maharal. Number one, the Klechemda. What's the essence of a Gerus generally? A big part of it is a nituk from the past, breaking the connections to the Avodazara. It is the leaving. And then, because of that, one is coming. But there's no, not as much of a magnetic pull as there is I'm searching for something else. And because I'm searching and I feel empty what I have, I end up getting to Judaism. But it starts with a leaving and then it ends up to a coming. That's where we could say, Gershon is Geyer, I am leaving my past and I'm doing it willingly. What happened to Klai Yisrael? It wasn't about leaving. It was about coming to their destiny. It was about connecting to the magnetic force of Torah. 
The other Rabba, Habi Iker Nisinas at Torah Li Israel, Mebreshim Shayachim Law. Fushalohem, Ibrashim Breavamislav Yaakov. This is our destiny. Vidafka of Gera Bolis Gaira Miuma Cheres. When he's coming, a Gera comes from a different nation. He is separating himself from the other nation. This is our destiny. This is our destiny. Right? Status quo, anybody from the other nations, the natural process is he's going to stay what he is. He's uprooting that and changing that to become a Jew. But by the Jewish people, this was our destiny. This is where we were supposed to go. This was the natural process that Kodesh Baruch Hu was doing, and therefore you aren't breaking anything, and that's why there's a difference. That's the Maharal, according to the according to the Klechemda. Number one, number two, the Pachad Yitzchak just quickly uh, mentions. He says maybe there's a difference between Geras focus on the moment or Geras focus on on everything leading up to the moment. Rav Hudner says that maybe. Generally, Geras has a lot leading up, but the real focus of a Geras is there's nothing until you're there. Until the Ger gets Prismila, or goes into the Mikvah, and goes into the Mikvah, then he's not Jewish. Right? A Ger is not Jewish until they're Jewish. Right before the Mikvah, they can't make the bracha of Allah Tvila because they're not Jewish yet. It's a moment in time. Klal Yisrael, maybe this is what the Maral means, says the Bachat Yitzchak. This wasn't one moment. It started way back. Maybe it even started at the Brisbane Abbasarim 400 years ago, right? 400 plus years ago, right? And continued. And you see it's Mitzrayim and Kriyas Yamsuf culminating in Maimed Harsinai. Maybe that's what the Maral means, that this is not uh, uh, just done mere so no. This is part of what has to happen. Okay. But that is all Gur Aryeh and then two offshoots of what he, of what he means. Rabbi Yosef Engel has another pshat. Source number seven. I think my my Talmidim got this uh, this new set again. Bracious uh, Bracious is in one volume. Shmos Shmos Vaera Bo Bishalach is volume one of Shmos and Yisro and Mishpatim. Just those two parshias are volume two. So they're working on hopefully uh, more, but those two parshias already are a whole safer. Anyway, says the Tiferes Yosef here in source seven. So, towards the bottom, he quotes the Maral. He argues on him and he says as follows. Bottom right. Wow. Says the Teferis Yosef. Umos Ha'olam. It's not a family. The whole nation isn't a family. There's no concept of Kol Yisrael Aravim Zelazeh. That is a uniquely Jewish concept. But there's no other nation in the world. I think I mentioned last year, right, a few months ago, when there were the, 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 the thousands of Jews went to another city on Arab Shabbos, open up your homes, sleep on the floor, come on in. Ain't Ka'am Yisrael as the family. When somebody... Before they become a ger, they're their own unit. They're a kol. That's it. They're kol. But once they become part of Am Yisrael, they become one prat, one detail as part of the whole. It's not going down. It's just being different. Now you're now you're part of the family. Now you're part of the tribes, right? Tribe of tribes. 
So that's a change. By a regular Geras, Geras has got Shanolad on me because I was a Gado, and maybe if it's in Meduya, Kikatan Shanolad. It's like a baby being born. You're part of the family. You're coming in. You're Chelek Minaklal. But what happened to my mom and our Sinai? We were all here, and now we're all there. Right? It wasn't that something new, something new happened. We got a new status. Skipping now. I can read the whole thing to save time. But skipping now towards the, turning the page, quotes of Rashi Maseches Gittin. But he says towards the end, Maybe that's the emphasis of the Yichan Shom Yisrael Negadahar. Right? Also a deeper idea. And that's why this experience is not regular Gershon Isgayer. Because we're a unit. And one becoming part of the unit is different than one being by itself. Then, right, altogether they were one before, they encamped as one, that was even before. And then they continue that, so you're not going to say that that's Gershon Esgayer, and he ends up by saying, says, it's a deep thought, keep this in mind, says Rabbi Yosef Engel. Okay. Moving right along. Even before we think about Maimon Harsinai, as we're about to talk about two more uh, ideas, Revolbi notes that there's a description in the Torah, and every description in the Torah is for a reason. Revolbi writes, the Pasuk tells us, source number nine, for Harsinai Ashan Kulo, Harsinai was on smoke, was on fire, was on fire and there was smoke coming up. Hashem went down in a fire. Hashem was an Eshocheles. Hashem was a consuming all in fire. The Pasuk says, the smoke went up like from a furnace, from a fire. The whole mountain was shaking. Rashi. Hakivshan. What's the message of Kivshan? Why does the Torah have to tell us? It was going up like the smoke of a furnace. Right? To, to make it, give us a way to understand it. Give us a way to understand it. What kind of smoke was it? Says Revolbi, the Baal Aleishor. Klomar, what's the message of this Rashi? There's something important here. Life's not just about understanding and intellectual recognition. Says Revolbi, there are some experiences that have to be imagined. And we have to use our imagination. And that's what the Torah wants. Don't just try to understand what happened. Picture what happened. You can't just believe Matan Torah happened. We have to try to accept a, a, a tangible description. Generally, he says, many times you hear people talk about imagination not being a positive force. Stop imagining things. Imagine if somebody's daydreaming, imagining. So sometimes imagining could bring us out of real life and bring us out of reality. And you have to fight against imagination. Says Revolbi, not here. Here Hashem wants us to use our imagination. 
He wants us to close our eyes, imagine a mountain with smoke coming out of it. Why the Torah say like a furnace if we're not supposed to think about that? Hashem wants us to imagine millions of people around a mountain, fire on top. It's hard for us, but at least we could try to imagine it. Hashem wants us to think about that every single day. Tov, there's Shemesh Tov. He quotes the, the Kuzari about this, and he says, "Ani Choshev, line ten. Sheemuna Mamashid Muchrecha Lakabel Musa Kushi B'Dimyon. Mishen Yochol Tzayer Echa Yinir Matan Torah Pechrech Chaser Lo Be'Emuna." And if you've never thought about it, says Revolvi, and imagined it, and all you do is you believe. He says, "If we believe in Matan Torah, but we never think and imagine what it was like, then we're lacking in our Emuna in Matan Torah." Because Hashem wants us to feel it. All of the events, right? Those beautiful, those amazing picture Haggadahs with all the Makos, that's amazing. Gives you a feeling of what it was. That's what life has to be about. We have to, we have to, we have to try to put ourselves in that position. It's hard. Chayavadam Lero says Atzmo. It's hard. But it says Revolvi, the Torah does its best. The Torah says it was a furnace. Hatara ba'atzma, no senes kam simen, the Torah does it. Shem adam roa kivshan, sheyosevim en ashan rav, hu yacholot ta'er la'atzma, shekacha yenirim amar harsinai. And he connects the two. And yitachin, and he continues, yitachin od, and then he generalizes this in a very deep thought. And again, this requires more um, study, but we'll just mention it because it's uh, because it's here. Shekom ashish ba'olam zed, siyur l'saber sa'ozen. Really, everything in the world is just to help us understand what real existence is about. If we, we see things that are powerful, it's all to give us a dimyon, a little bit. power. You see the power of waves at a, in an ocean. The power of, right, we've mentioned in the past, the uh, Rav Dessler's uh, insightful thought that why did Hashem create, in the fifth chalik of Bechdem why did Hashem create parents? Hashem could have created everybody like Adam. Take them out of the ground. Why, why do we have parents? Why did Hashem do that? Because Hashem wants to give us an inkling into what it means to have a being that's ultimately native to someone else. Parents give unconditionally to their child. If we wouldn't have, ha- wouldn't have that relationship, then we wouldn't have not been able to fathom at all what does it mean that a Kaddish Baruch Hu gives us everything? Parents are a model to teach us about that. Says Revolbi, everything is a model about a Kaddish Baruch Hu. He quotes the Rashi's Chachma, right? We have to, um, the love that we have for our spouses, that's a little bit. How much we love our spouses is because they exist. That should lead us to a love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like the Ramam talks about at the end of Hilchah's Shuvah. And somebody who's not married, it's a little more difficult because they don't have that model. They don't have that model, right? Rachman al-Litzlan, somebody who's not Zohar to, to have a relationship or have parents, so it's harder to understand the idea. They could see it on someone else, but they won't be the, the recipient of it. Every, every uh, reality... Every element of life is there to teach us something. Right? Why did Hashem create spouses? So we don't go through life alone. Great. But maybe that's partially because, says Revolbi, in order to teach you what it means that I love you and you love me, Hashem says to us. 
Right? So everything, everything is a model. Everything is a model. Right? Just think. Shir Hashirim, Dafk is written. That's the love between us and Hashem. But it's Dafka written as a love story between a man and a woman. Because that's, that's Lasabra Saozen, right? It's to, to help us in our understanding. So this is, we have to try to think about and imagine Maimon Harsinai. And it was an unbelievable event. Two sources that we've never mentioned that are, that are, uh, crucial. Again, they're very similar, but there seems to be somewhat of a difference between them. The Sefer Ikarim deals with a philosophical issue relating to Maimon Harsinai, right? One of the, one of the major works of the Rishonim on uh, Maimon Arsinai says the Savior Ikarim, source number page number ten, page number four, source number ten. What level did we exactly reach at Harsinai? We know Moshe Rabbeinu was Navisha Minaviyim, one of the Animamans. We can never be like nobody was ever like Moshe before or after, right? That's one of the uh, you know one of our tenets of our faith. But what happened to us at Maimon Harsinai? It also says that we saw Hashem face to face. Was it exactly like Moshe Rabbeinu? Did we reach that level even just for a moment? Or was there still something different? Wasn't exactly the same. Says the Sefer Ikarim, we were on Moshe Rabbeinu's level for a fleeting moment. How? Because we piggybacked on Moshe. It's not taking away anything from Moshe. Moshe's power of prophecy was able to expand to two million people. That's something. But, says the Sefer Ikarim, we reach that level and you find, we find in history other examples of people being zochet to nevuah though they were not fit for it. Hashem spoke to Lavan. Hashem spoke to Bilam. They weren't fit. But Hashem has his reasons why he rests nevuah on, on those. Line five. We face to face. We reached the ultimate level. We only reach this level because of the chesed of Hashem. There he says it. For that moment, very, very, very fleeting, we were on the level of Moshe Rabbeinu. Vinamar Gamkin, right? And there's, there's no other religion that says this, that two million people were Zochet to the revelation. And we're not embarrassed to say it because we know it's true. And it was handed down by millions of people because they saw Hashem. It wasn't just a private individual that had some, some vision. Vinamar Gamkin, Bimadregas, call Yisrael, Bishazmat, the Torah, Panim, Bifanim. The same Lushan is used by Moshe. And by Klai Yisrael. We were slaves. We worked hard labor. We weren't fit to reach that level. Through Moshe Rabbeinu, we reached that level. And that's what he says again, where it's underlined. So it's Moshe, why? To prove and to show Moshe Rabbeinu's nevuah and the authenticity of Moshe's nevuah. Right? Nevuah is another of the animamans. Nevuah and nevuah is Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's why for a moment we needed to have this level. Says the Sefer Karim, and I'm comfortable with this. I'm comfortable with this suggestion to say, because it was through Moshe, that's not taking away anything from Moshe, but it's raising us up. 
And you see, he gives other examples as well, right, with Elisha and Eliyahu, where they were raised up, and Yehoshua to Moshe, lines in the left side, and Moshe Rabbeinu gave certain nevuah to the seventy Zakanim. But the point of the description was that we reached the level of Moshe Rabbeinu at that moment. Pale Pea It wasn't Bechidos. It wasn't, we weren't unconscious at the time. We reached that level. The Radvaz is not as comfortable, it seems, with this. I don't think it's semantics. The Radvaz, on the great, uh, on the border, the Rishon, the, the, the uh, door of the Beis Yosef, the Radvaz, the great Baalei Psak in history, he was asked this question. He was asked this question, what exactly, what was the level that we reached? Again, it's even hard for us to talk about this. Like, what does it mean, Moshe Rabbeinu's level or less than Moshe Rabbeinu's level? We have no idea what any of these mean. But conceptually, it's important to know whether at a moment in time, all of the Jewish people reached that level. Says the Radvaz, Sha'alta Allah. So most of the Radvaz's shuvas are halacha. But in source 11, Sha'alta Allah, you asked. Chazal say that we heard the first two straight from Hashem. Im hi shmiya mamish. Was it actual shmiya? V'yim kein tia ma'alas kulam. Kemalas Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? Were we on the level of Moshe? V'hu davar matmiya. That would be unusual. Shayu hamon ha'am yagiu lemadrega zushalo higiu elav shar hanavim elav shar hanavim. No other prophet reached the level of Moshe Rabbeinu, but Dafka, all the people at that time or not? Was it something different? Was it something different? Was it something less? Says the Radvaz, I think it was something less. Even though it says panim b'fanim, I think it was something less. There was something different between the first two and the last eight. That's true, but I think it was something different. Says the Radvaz, Ela Hanachon Bazel, line twelve. Tekala Kol Shamu Bi Piagvura Anochi Velo Yelacha Velo Shigiu Kolo Madregas Moshe Rabbeinu. No, Ela Lefisha Azachu Lo Madregasu Kimoshe Matzinu Kama Bnei Adam Zochel Riesa Malachim. We see people have visions of angels. Avo Bishlo Yigiu Lo Madregas Anavua Vuhu Nikreis Gilui Einayim Eitzel Baale Hasod. Our eyes were opened to something. That's what happened. Like they saw the lightning, etc. So the gist, the hashkafa, the attitude of the Radvaz, he's very uncomfortable to say that we reach the level of Moshe Rabbeinu. So it's a machlokas, machlokas in the, in the Mepharshim, whether we were there, either way, each of them, we learned something from, each of them have, have a value, but it's important to know whether the message of the Isavi Karim to know we were like Moshe Rabbeinu for a moment at least, or the Radvaz is also an important message, he can't be like Moshe Rabbeinu. Even at the greatest moment, Moshe Rabbeinu is Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, let's end with two thoughts relating to two of the Aseris Hadivers. First, we have Shabbos. There's a newspaper that came out a few months ago. I got, uh, I don't know exactly when. Rav Zilberstein, he is unbelievably prolific. Every time you walk into a farm store, there's another safer of his. Uh, he has a new safer, Mitzvah Spesimcha. I just saw the first volume. What is that, Mitzvah Spesimcha? He takes every Shorish of the Sefer HaChinuch. As we know, the Chinuch is unique in the Sefer Monia Mitzvahs. He talks about the Tamiya Mitzvahs. He takes every Shorish and goes, has three or four pages. Stories, Musr, Machshava, all about that Shorish. And that's, uh, it's a great, uh, as he says, safer to bring to the Shabbos table because you could talk about the mitzvahs of the parsha, and also he quotes um, other ideas related. You know, I did not have this safer when I we gave the mitzvah shir a couple of years ago, but uh, Od Chazon Lamoed, but uh, Hashem will uh, will uh, will come back. 
Anyway, so says Rav Zoberstein, in the Mitzvah Besimcha, on the Mitzvah Shabbos, again, there's a couple of pages here, we'll just mention, make one or two points. Says Rav Zoberstein, a Jew could go through his whole life and not experience Shabbos. A Jew can make Kiddush, Hamotzi, Davin, have three meals, go through everything and not experience what Shabbos has to offer. It's a chov, it's a, uh, to, to, to remember the, the obligation to remember every Jew, Shabbos. I want to go, you know, if I go somewhere, I don't have to prepare, and I'm going to go, and it's going to be great, and I'm going to be on vacation. You know, that's, that's, that Shabbos was amazing. Says of Zorbasin, if we really, really appreciated Shabbos, every Shabbos would be amazing. With all the external stimuli that maybe is going in another direction. With, you know, uh, family issues and challenges and other issues and I'm exhausted from the week and I need to refresh. Says of Zorbastin, who yuchal is palav beisachnesa shalov, lechalas through the Shabbos besalon beito, ula hargish shu nimsa bemalon shvaitzri hamutar bechamesh kochavim. You could feel every week you're in a five star hotel in your house because you realize where you are. You realize the reality of Shabbos. Zui skulasa shabdulas hayom hamatana tova shenitzelo beisa beisa bari isbarach. We have to. Right, we, are, we are, it goes through again. I don't. We don't have to read the whole thing. Hamanucha mutbas betivo shayom hashabbos. The day enak shura b'shem ofan l'samamanim chitzoniim. This is such a muster to all of us. Sometimes we think, you know, if dot dot dot, then I would have the most amazing shabbos. And if it were not for this, then I would. It would be amazing. We're all guilty of it. I didn't have the greatest shabbos because the more we condition ourselves. If something happens at the same time that we win the lottery of $20 million, we probably wouldn't be upset about the other thing that happens. Unless it's momish tragic. But the other headaches and hindrances, we have to realize it pales in comparison. We have to realize our whole life, Shabbos is what the, the, keeps the world going. Right, every Shabbos gives the power to the world to continue for the next six days. Or not for Shabbos, the world would cease to exist. Right, because there's a Shabbos, now there's power. There's enough gas in the tank for the next six days of creation. And then he says, he continues, that, you know, sometimes we hear stories about amazing gedolim, about what they did on Shabbos. He says, and they're not helpful, because we hear those stories, they're so beyond us. They're like, yeah, but that's not me. He says, you gotta put it into, into, into down-to-earth terms. Down-to-earth terms. He says, he gives an example. He says in the middle of source 13, he says there was someone who, who was trying to improve his, uh, his, uh, Shabbos experience and he didn't know what to do. So he says, he quotes in the middle that, um, again, the stories that are high up and way up don't do, don't do well. But he says, this person made a Kabbalah. Sipur, line 35. Sipur, line 35. You used to read the newspaper. We're, not, we're just picking an example. We're not saying whether us or a mutter. We're not getting into the halachic issues about reading newspapers. But he said this person was Makabel. He says, you know what? He's not going to read the newspaper Friday night. He's at least going to have Friday night, just Torah, just family, just no. Friday, that was his Kabbalah. 
And after he did it for a few weeks Friday night, he was able to not Shabbos morning before I go to shul either. You know what? A little bit and a little bit and a little bit. Till eventually realized, he says, you know what? It feels so good to be disconnected. It feels so good to just be in God's world. Right? And he took little steps and got the experience. And he says, that's what we have to do. And he even says, he quotes a beautiful thought on the next page. In the, uh, towards the end of uh, Source 14, he quotes from the Ben Chai. He says, you know, here in Eretz Yisrael, when we say Good Shabbos, we say Shabbat Shalom. He says, why Shabbat Shalom? Where's the Shalom come in? You should have a Shalom, a Shabbos, a peace. Why, why Dafka, why Dafka do we say Shalom there? You know, we say Shalom Aleichem, but Dafka is Shabbat Shalom. Right, classic Baruch Hashem. It's a Ben Chai, it's a Sfaradi. So he said Shabbat Shalom wherever he was. Right, he went in Baghdad. What's the message? Because on Shabbos, there's peace between all of us. There's no Gashmi is pulling us in one way and Ruchani is putting us in the other way. Everything is Ruchani. Even the Gashmi is Ruchani. And even the Ruchani is rooted in Gashmi. It's all connected. It's all Shalom. There's Shalom. Shabbos represents Shalom. Represents peace. Represents harmony. That's what we have to look at everything. And that's what we have to try to get out of it. And that's what we're wishing to each other. Right? When Shabbos comes... It says everything is unified, everything is is connected. So we have to do, we have our work cut out for us. One-seventh of our life, right, is uh, is this unique special day, and we have to do the best we can with it. Just to finish off quickly with a thought from Rav Palm. Rav Palm, there's a, coming out with a number of more, a number of new svarim from Rav Palm. You have it on the last page. Um, this one is called Messages from Rav Palm on the Parsha. There's other svarim on, uh, from Rav Palm. He just, he just has a, a thought about Kibbut Ava'im. A thought of Kibbut Ava'im. So he quotes the Medrash. He says, or Smith wrote this, or Rapam would note the comment of the Medrash, Embraces Rabbah. Yaakov Avinu, we know, left home. He was gone for many years to go find a wife. On the way, he was attacked by Eliphaz. He gave him everything, right? Anichash of Kames. And the question is, how did he deal? How did he, you know, for so many years, away from his family, right? Without any chevra, right? Just lovan. How did he deal with it? The Medra says as follows. What kept him going with the knowledge that if I give up now, I'll forfeit all the energies that my mother invested in me to help me obtain the brachas. Whoa. Rivka Imenu had unbelievable Mesiris Nefesh to get those brachas from Esav for Yaakov. Yaakov never forgot the Mesiris Nefesh of his mother. Look how much my mother did and I'm gonna, I'm gonna just give it up. I'm going to let it slide, and then it's going to be for naught. I can't do that to my mother. So much we wish to instill kibbutz of aim. We wish to instill a certain relationship with our children and us as children to our parents or whatever stage we're at, grandparents. But, says Rav Palm, so much of that is A, leading by example. And our children recognize what we do. Our children recognize years later the mysterious nefesh that we have, even if we don't recognize it now. Years later, they see what's important for us. They see and they recognize where we put our all of our energies. And that implants in them the koach. And number two, from the child's point of view, recognizing that part of Kibra Eveim is recognizing our parents' efforts and not disappointing them and not not uh, taking away the nachas. Similarly, when each person contemplates his balanced obligation of gratitude to his parents, this will give him an extra impetus to overcome the inevitable challenges of life. My parents gave me such 
chizuk, such a, such a, such chinuch, I have to really do my best. And even if with all the challenges of the, of today's generation, different than it was decades ago, still, we have our challenges, and we have to do the best we can. Hashem should give us all the siyat of the shmaya to be able to be successful in this area. Okay, we'll stop here. And again, next week, uh, there's no shear. Hashem will pick up in uh, two weeks.